0: Welcome to In The Scene Podcast. I'm J.P. Ross and I'm your host. Today we have Peter Buchanan Smith with me and I've got to know Peter pretty good over a period of a few years. Really by me kind of stalking him, I kind of joke around that I got a little bit of a bromance for him because he's such a creative designer and the way that he um, uses color and shape and different designs uh, I really admire, and it's something that I can't um, get myself to do. It's kind of like if you're a painter and you're a loose watercolor painter and you admire somebody that's a real tight oil painter, for example, it's hard to get yourself to change style, but it doesn't mean that you don't admire somebody's style. So today's podcast, we talk with Peter Buchanan Smith about this, and um, he really has a, a, a love affair, as I call it, with the Axe. And inspiration can come from anywhere, uh, and it can come from anything. And, and in, in this case, Peter talks a little bit about the axe and what that means to him and how that launched a whole company called Best Made and a whole line of products. And since then, Peter grew the company, and then he's, um, he's let it live on, and uh, he's departed from it and has a new owner, and now he's on to his next adventure, and he has a farm in the Catskills, and we're going to talk about that too. So um, thanks a lot for tuning in today. Just a reminder, uh, our podcast is brought to you by J.P. Ross Fly Rods. You can find us on jprossflyrods.com or smallstreamflyfishing.com. Both will take you to the same place. We do appreciate you listening to us. We need more subscribers. We ask you to subscribe to us and also give us feedback about the podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook and on our online store at jprossflyrods.com. But enough about that. Let's get into the podcast and start talking to Peter. Thanks for tuning in. Here he is. I kind of have like this uh, little bit of bromance with you, you know. I like really look up to you a lot, and uh, I really appreciate you being on the in the scene podcast. So, you know, yeah. welcome, welcome to this to the podcast.
1: No, thank you, and. and, and...
0: Congratulations on having a podcast. Thanks. Boy, there sure
1: are a lot of them out there.
0: Uh, Now now, now that I've compared myself to them, I'm I really there's actually quite a few that are not good. (laughs) Some that are really good. So, yeah. But um, so anyway, you know, the first thing I always do is have everybody kind of introduce themselves. And and um, and I've got uh, a lot to talk about about you, too. But if you don't mind, can you can you introduce yourself and and a little bit of kind of bio a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, Uh, so uh, I'm Peter. Uh, I am originally from Canada, moved to New York about 25 years ago to New York City. Um, My interest back then was was to work in publishing. Um, And my first job was uh, for the legendary book publisher for R. Strauss and Drew in the city. And uh, from there, I... uh, uh, went and did my master's in design and ended up publishing my first book. And, uh, you know, one thing kind of led me to another, you know, in terms of like jobs, you know, I was an art director at the New York Times and and then a design director in magazines and and actually worked in fashion for a little bit. Uh, the whole time I've, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've really had a, you know, fascination with product and, and like objects and, uh, you know, things that, um, you know, uh, uh, can cut or things that, you know, shine light or uh, things that do things, you know, mm-hmm. that have like a real function um, and a purpose. And and uh, uh, around the time of um, the uh, 2008 recession, uh, I was going through a divorce and uh, we just actually had to put our dog down, who was sort of like a child to us. and um, I uh, kind of instinctively grasped onto the thing that I, I, from my childhood that was kind of the most familiar to me. And that was an ax, funnily enough. Uh, and I, as an entrepreneur, I realized, you know, I, I, uh, that there was some sort of, there was some magic to this tool that really no one was talking about. And I decided that it was gonna be uh, you know, my duty in life to bring uh, this, this tool back on some level and to bring it to people's attention again. Uh, you know, I, I started, I dove in, you know, before I, I um, started Best Made, I dove in and uh, discovered that the, the tool itself just has this glorious history, uh, you know, and, and it's ancient, you know, it's really like the oldest tool known to humankind. Um, but yet, you know, it was really, felt like something that, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of people in my generation, had would kind of lost touch with, uh, mm-hmm. and that they wanted to, you know, uh, regain that connection to this, to this, you know, this tool that their, their grandfather probably used, you know, mm-hmm. so, so I started. Selling axes. Uh, literally, I bought twelve axes. Um, I uh, the, really, at that point, the only thing I, I knew how to do was was paint them, and and for me, that was uh, really, you know, a, a, a my sort of um, sh- you know respect for the tool, and to like adorn it, and and to uh, you know start telling stories about it, and um, from there we started to, you know, craft this, uh, you know, a lifestyle brand or an outdoor brand in this, in the spirit of, you know, the old, uh, as some of your listeners may remember, like the old Abercrombie and Fitch, you know, um, uh, not, not the one, uh, the more recent iteration of that, um, or, or LL Bean or, um,
0: Abercrombie started making rods, by the way, they their early, early stages of Abercrombie was a fly rod maker.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the that's the Abercrombie that I'm I'm talking yeah, about. You know, yeah. Yeah. If you look through those pages as I was doing at that point, you know, those old old catalogs, you know, from like the 1920s, they just filled you with excitement, you know, to get outside and like explore and and be be in nature and and it's uh it's it's hard to imagine, but at that point, you know, really it was like the kind of like around the birth of like the national park system. And it was the first time people really going outside and spending a night outdoors. And Abercrombie was the first, uh, one of the first, there was a few, but one of the first to really outfit that whole, uh, you know, curious uh, class of, of people who wanted to be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I, I kind of, again, I felt like the acts that there's something had been lost in, 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 it, uh, from that from in in that tradition of the of the great american outfitter and the axe to me felt like the perfect uh uh beginning you know i called it like my perch you know Mm -hmm. to to launch this this whole world of products that would enable people to get outside and um and so you know really like one product at a time uh i built best made and um uh, it was, you know, at its height, we had two stores, one in New York and, and one in Los Angeles and, uh, uh, uh you know, a, a, thriving catalog, um, a big, you know, online business. Um, I inevitably sold the company and just, you know, hung out, hung around as, as long as I could. And, uh, at a certain point realized, you know, that. You know, I'm a I'm a creative spirit and very highly entrepreneurial. Um, and f- to me, I, I, I got to a point I think as a lot of entrepreneurs do that there's the success of a business. You know, at a, at a certain scale, just depend a lot of it so much depends on the operations and the systems and 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 really. Mm-hmm. fine tuning those and that's not my strength by uh by any means. Mm-hmm. So uh I I decided it was it was really a time for you know best for the company and best for me if I left and um that was uh around that was uh into the spring that was almost 2 years ago to the day actually. Uh this is like wow. 2, year, two year I remember
0: old. talking to you too uh, about some of this stuff and if you don't if you don't mind you've already said a bunch of things yeah. About yourself, and this is about you, by the way. I totally like. You know, I've I kind of like uh, got to know you through a mutual friend, right, and as yeah. well as um, buying stuff through Best mate and everything. But you've yeah. already said a couple of things, and I took some notes. I hope if you notice me taking notes, it's. Yeah. Good. I'm no, not good like texting people. I'm taking notes. <laughs> um, you know, first the first thing. So I just want to go back because you have so much to talk about. And I remember that a uh, there was a there was a. car collector once described um porsche as as having a lot of density of thought in their in their little car okay and i see uh i see a lot of that in in you and in talking to you one of the first thing you said was you were talking about how you like mechanical stuff okay and one of the questions i wanted to ask you was in today's day and age of of mechanical versus electronic
1: yeah
0: where where do you drift towards? Do you do you sometimes get sick and tired of, of electronics, or do you are yeah, you also inspired well, by them? What, tell me about that.
1: That's interesting. That's a really good question. I think um, I, I let me. I think that my interest is more in, I would say, analog than mechanical. Um, and you know, for me, like to be able to flick a switch and to see a, a light go on, you know, versus you know, an iPhone where you touch a screen and you really kind of have no, there's the the feedback loop is there almost is nothing. It's, it's very, uh, you know, once, once your iPhone dies, it's kind of it. Like you're, there's really like, (laughs) it's just just like a piece of a big piece of like, uh, you know, uh, chips, computer chips and plastic and glass, you know, and Mm -hmm. and really like, like that sort of, that's kind of it. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't be, we're, we're, we're here talking through zoom and, um, uh, I, I, i you know, my business was, you know, dependent on, on, you know, the internet and I'm not, a, I'm not a Luddite, you know, I'm not opposed to technology by any means. I just think, I think that there's still, you know, for example, like an ax, you know, I still, I, I think that there's technology. I think our technology to me is moving Really fast in a way that sometimes scares me, and there's there's technologies that I'm really attracted to that were that may have been invented hundreds of years ago or mm-hmm. ten, or ten years ago, you know, and they're still worth celebrating, you know, especially especially as things become so much more disposable, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm look I'm at my desk right now, and I'm looking at I have a um, a really beautiful British. Uh, task lamp that is one of my prized possessions and uh you know that thing will last forever and it's I bought it I bought it new recently actually um but that will last forever that's something I can you know I can hand down and uh yeah uh, it will never I I, it's not that it's just so well made but I have such satisfaction right with this thing that it, I will never have to buy another task. When <laughs> right. So there's you're no, there's yeah. no upgrades to it. You know, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, your there's
0: appreciation no. for these things. I also uh, share. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. listen, so I will say this, look, look, you know, everything you're talking about in regards to look, feel, touch. I mean, uh, and I don't, this is not about me. This podcast is about you, but I notice things like the size of the thread that was used on something to be stitched together and how far they space them apart. Yeah. And I wonder if that was a design or was it also for strength and different things like that? You know, I look at stuff that way and, and, um, and I bet that you do too. And
1: have, have you always, have, do you feel like you've always had that eye? I mean, have you,
0: Yes. I I never knew. I never knew why I liked looking at certain things, but the three dimensional uh, look of of objects, especially combined materials like canvas with metal and, uh, you know, glass with wood, uh, metal with wood. uh those types of things have always been appealing to me which also leads me to this next thing you mentioned about the the, about the magic of the axe is what you said okay and i was and i wanted to dive into that statement because um there are curves to an axe and there's the handle and i wondered if you could kind of really very digitally so to speak tell me if it's just the history of the axe as a tool or do you look at it and go man I just love how those curves I just could yeah. keep on looking at them all the time what is it about the axe
1: yeah yeah um, oh wow that's there's there's so much to unpack there you know it's interesting like the axe in the in in its let's just call it rounding you know rounding up to like it's like 10 ten thousand year old history you know it's it's there's really nothing as old as an axe, and when you start to see the evolution, and you start like putting <clears throat> some of those uh, axes uh, throughout the ages together, you realize there's been very little uh, change in the in the in the overall uh, you know structure and design of, of of an axe. It's really you know I can go into uh, a hardware store today and pick up something that is probably gonna be pretty close to um, an ax that was swung two or 300 years ago, you know? And, mm-hmm. and you know, the, there's, there's, at a molecular level, there's a lot of difference, but when we're talking about just the general shape and, and its size, uh, it is, it really remained unchanged, you know? I think like, one of the things I love about an ax is that it's, it just has this, what I call like this like human scale, and there's very few objects to me that, you know, when, when we, when I had best made, people would come into the shop and they would, the first thing they would ask is if they could hold an axe. And uh, so often, you know, you'd hand the axe over the counter, they would pick it up. And there was just this like look of completely satisfaction of, or, or sort of like comfort you know even like I remember once like uh, uh, a family came in and the like you know their 13 year old daughter asked if she could hold this you know this good like five pound axe and she was so excited uh, uh, and it just felt like that axe was like right at home you know mm-hmm. and there's there is it is like this this uh, tool you know I guess like the only the only analogy might be like you know like a dog or something like we're just like there's this like interconnect you know this connection that's it's like in our deep very deep in our dna you know mm-hmm. um, yeah and 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 and, and in a w- in ways that people i don't think even quite understand or appreciate people who've never swung an axe in their life they they get the chance to do it and it's just like you know uh uh they're they're they've you know it's like nirvana you know yeah
0: yeah um, what about you what what about the fact that the axe is a weapon and not a tool? What's your feelings on that?
1: Oh, uh, well, look, I think you, you know, axes have been used as weapons. And uh, I, I obviously, you know, there's, 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 you know, knives have been used as weapons too. I think that, uh, you know, and guns and, you know, uh, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, I think like the origins of the tool are really what I'm interested in. And, uh, you know, using it as a, as, as, you know, something to make something, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're on the tool side of it. So like, yeah. you don't go researching like, a, you know, a Viking ax or this ax or whatever yeah. you're like, it's the, all about the tool going back to who you are about, what you exactly what you talked about so i and i just you know i'm asking the question because sometimes dynamic questions like those add a little drama and it's kind of fun you know um so the other thing too i was curious um the best made logo was an x and and an x is in the word axe yeah yeah did did you is that is that what that was about yeah i'm curious
1: that was partially it you know there's a few there's a few um Reason you know uh, uh, there's a there's a little bit more background to it. Matt, you know I I think the the X and the axe was a was almost just sheer luck. Uh, when I first designed that logo, I was thinking of I was actually thinking of one of my favorite logos, which is the red the logo for the Red Cross. And um, just like what and I like, like there's really there's few uh, logos as iconic as that. Mm-hmm um and so uh you know i i was playing with that and i you know tilted it and it just seemed right and then it was a matter of putting the word the letters e the letters a and the letters e on either side of it and it was like bam wow like that is that's kind of perfect you know yeah,
0: yeah. i i i will say you know i enjoyed i loved making your um your rod that i, yeah. that, I that i made for you and that was a collaboration. And, yeah, uh, and, yeah. uh, it's not a lot of people know this and I, I've been reluctant to kind of put the, I took so many pictures of that and I got and I got to put them up and maybe this is, this is the universe telling me it's time to put them up because you and I are doing this podcast, but uh, the, the stripes and the way that your, your mind works in regards to design, you know, yeah. I actually, I can see your book in the background and, um, oh, yeah. the hard the hard line at yeah. an angle and the colors, um, you you tend to you you're so much different in regards to visual uh, display and visual design than I am. Yeah. And I love it. And uh, <laughs> you know, I I don't know if like I want to be just like it because it's too much of like a copy thing. You know, I yeah. end up I end up using a lot of curves and and rules of thirds yeah. in my yeah. design. And you do a lot of symmetry and you do yeah. a lot of hard lines.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is that intentional? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for me, the interesting thing about like these, it's like a, um, you know, I'm certainly not the first to do it. You know, I, I think that there's a, a whole tradition to that kind of um, vernacular, that graphic vernacular, you know, like you could look at like, you know, the military and or, you know, the nautical symbol, nautical flags, you know, like right as, as an example. Um, I, I think what's interesting to me is this, and a lot of my work play, plays in this sort of like that in in this realm of like tension, where you have, you know, using the axe as an example, you have this like very playful uh, uh, graphic, like colors and stripes and dots and things, and then you have on the other, they're they're very um, it, you know, they're very flat and very two dimensional uh, and pulling again from like a military tradition. So uh, for me, I love that kind of like juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, th- I think that there's something that really, it's almost like that it's sort of like things kind of like start to vibrate, you know, when you get this, to, that, to that perfect, when you get to that perfect spot. And I think like, you know, for me, it, like the ax handle was this like, amazing blank space that that you know my the I don't know I don't know if if, if you grew up with axes but the ones I had in in Canada all had like a yellow painted handle so if they got lost in the field you could find it easier Mm -hmm. and uh that was kind of you know no one had ever really painted axes you know um to any to at least not to the extent that I did um before best made and so I saw that as like that real estate was just such a prime spot for for some kind of
0: statement Mm -hmm. um so uh, just kind of jumping around a little bit we've been talking about the acts and design and and all of this stuff the story of you right now in your life so okay we got the you know the best made thing that's a great thing that was great and i'm kind of a you know don't look in the review mirror kind of thing right so Now you've got some new stuff going on and I see you're kind of branding yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah And, you, yeah. and, and I want you to, to, if you can be open about it, you know, yeah. where are you in this journey? What's going yeah, on?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still figuring things out. You know, I think for me, the, you know, every time I feel like I've got a, an answer, I, it only really seems to, you know, I'll go through that door and then I discover 10 more questions. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, you know, I think like Best Made was a a devotion uh, of the highest order for so long. And uh, I think for better and for worse. And when I came out on the other side of that, Uh, it was like coming back into, it was like having been stranded on a desert island or something Mm -hmm. and I was coming, I had been like rescued and I was coming back into society and, uh, you know, I'm still figuring it out. I, 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 you know, for me, there's the obvious temptation is to pick up where I left off, uh, at Best Mate and to continue down that path. Um, I think I also have very, you know, as someone who is as restless as myself and, you know, it's really like we only have one life to, to explore all, you know, all the things that we want to explore uh, is doing something that I kind of have done before. Just gonna, will that hold my attention? I, I, I question that, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been like, I wrote, actually, I did a lot of writing when I was at Best but uh, it, it, it was all like marketing copy and product copy and stuff that I uh, was always cranked out kind of at the last minute. And I was never really held to any high standard, or I certainly never really learned what I was doing, or I was completely unqualified on many levels. And now I, I've really gotten into writing. And so those are like examples of like two very different paths uh, that I'm, I might be taking or might not, you know, there's, and again, you know, the last thing I would say is that, you know, we're in a very small community now, and, uh, there's so many opportunities here to contribute directly, uh, to it, as opposed to starting an online business that probably no one in, in, you know, my immediate vicinity is, is going to, you know, benefit from, or, uh, even know about you know, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm also interested in exploring um, how I can contribute to you know within like you know a two mile radius of my home, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's, if you don't mind, I'd like to get, yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit about online businesses and online marketing and yeah, and all this stuff. You know, Mark Mark Usik is a dear friend of mine, and we talk all the time. And one of the things he often talks about in regards to the fly rod company and stuff is that it's not really that hard to some, for somebody to start something in social media and look yeah. differently than than they are or look yeah. bigger look attractive um although i i can't imagine like
1: what you i don't want to i don't want to um uh detract from what you're saying but starting a fly rod company seems to me like one of the hardest things in the world
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's not It. it I, you know, you can, you can get stuff imported and do some great branding. And all of a sudden, you know, you look really cool. Right. And, right, and right. people are, you know, and
1: people are, people are doing that.
0: People are doing that. And, um, you know, I'm not, uh, I really don't care if I offend people, if I do it in a way that it makes them think I yeah. I'm not attracted to consumers that, uh, can see something shiny and just be like, Oh, I want that you know, or are shallow in regards to thinking the whole reason that I wanted to do the podcast was because of the title in the seam is, is supposed to enlist thought where you go, okay, I want to get outside. And I want to think about these things on the fringes. And it's not about the fly rod. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: the fly rod doesn't make anybody happy. And I've said that a lot of times it's, it's being outside, right. Nurturing your soul from being outside. And sometimes People like us, I will say, Peter, yeah. people like us need to coach others to yeah. do this type of stuff, yeah. you know, and I feel like sometimes that's my calling. And I also just I love the fact um, I love the fact that you and I are talking because well, I look up to you, first of all, and also I, I, I see you, I see I see similarities in yeah. us because, um, you know, sometimes i get very frustrated with the online stuff and the immediacy of it and everything and i wondered if as you kind of like got into putting some stuff on instagram and things yeah. like that if you also go god this is kind of a pain in the ass yeah or, oh,
1: yeah i mean that, that that there's there's a lot in there and you know it's very hard for me to put my finger on my frustration uh, but that would be one of the one of the main things that would actually make me think twice about starting another best mate is that, you know, when we started, there was literally no Instagram, there was no such thing as Instagram. When I started best, mate. there was Facebook, right? And we were one of the first people on Instagram and we didn't do, we didn't have to do anything, you know, back then it just, you know, we kind of built an audience uh, just by being ourselves. There was no paid, paid marketing or any, it was just like kind of organic and fun. And uh, I know that it's by the time I left best made that was uh, you know the ground had completely shifted and it was a, it was a, a, a whole new world um, I you know when I look at Instagram or like LinkedIn and there's sometimes where I just I, 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 I put it I, I, I turn it on and then I just turn it right off because I'm like so yeah. it's it's just not my it doesn't feel like... I belong there. It doesn't feel like I'm, uh, uh, you know. Again, going back to that, like human, the idea of the axe is like, and it's like something of human scale. Uh, There's there's a lot about social media that is not of a human scale, you know. And and I find like my my it it is sometimes really difficult just to keep my keep up with it, my for my brain to process. What's happening on a screen and i think like that's probably the design of the algorithm and the engineers who built all that stuff is like you know using like the same technology they use in you know casinos in las vegas to like keep our attentions and like kind of like you know like rats in a laboratory you know Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, that being a, a on the consuming end of that or being on the on the uh, business end of that does not really uh, inspire me, but again, it's like sometimes, like, is that a reason not to go into business? And if you feel like you've got something that the world really needs, if you feel like you can, like you said, if you can get people outside and get them where they belong, then you you might have to play that play that game.
0: Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of there's a lot of junk and distraction a lot that, that gets frustrating you know i'm i don't mm-hmm. you, you don't have to divulge if you don't want i'm 44 so
1: i'm 49 uh,
0: okay so you know yeah. we're in our 40s you know you talked yeah. general you talked about your generation and stuff and you know yeah. i uh and it's for nostalgic reasons i like the fact that the people in my generation uh we would watch saturday morning cartoons you know <laughs> uh you know yeah. we would uh you know, yeah. we'd, we'd, we would watch Mutual of Omaha on Sunday nights with my family. And I remember like laying down on the on the carpet and like that was like uh, a big thing, you know, and and things yeah. that we would do that where there was anticipation, Peter, there was oh, there was like we're not going to know until next yeah. week what yeah. happens on the A team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? What's going to happen? or the Dukes of Hazzard, right? The generally is midair and we're yeah. not going to know. Do they yeah. land or do they at, finally break the frame? Well, on the on the 440, you know, and, um, and also think about
1: think about like, what I also love about uh, not to be nostalgic, but like, there was probably you and I, even though we're five years apart, we may very well have been tuning in to that episode of the Dukes of Hazzard at the exact same moment, along with 100,000 hundred and hundred thousand, hundred and five hundred thousand other like teenage boys, you know, mm-hmm. and it was captivating to like an audience, whereas I think now the sad thing to me is that we're so fractured um and you know uh, every every night before i go to bed i listen to um old time radio you can get them on 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 uh spotify oh,
0: cool. and
1: i listen to philip Marlowe. it's like an old detec- la detective story and it's the most soothing thing but i really fantasize as i'm going to bed that you know the whole world is listening you know and mm-hmm. i'm kind of we're all in this together and yeah that's that's sort of a beautiful feeling that uh, that we it's hard to it's hard to come by nowadays.
0: So the we'll we'll get we'll maybe that's get, what your podcast will become. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so let's continue to get a little bit deeper on this because, um, you know, one of the things about about getting outside and being outside and all this stuff, and the, and a yeah. wonderful thing about where we live, is seasonal change, and you can't rush that. Yeah. Okay? You can't yeah. all of a sudden click a button on your iPhone and have, you know, the sap start running on the maple trees and and there was just a really good run by the way that my friend John, I got to go see him this weekend. He missed it cuz he was sick. And oh, and oh. you know, shit happens or he as he say sap happens. But um <laughs> but uh you know, that's one of the things that with me myself and my kids is I've been trying to show Parker and Paisley like how the buds are coming up and 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 showing Parker that the tulips were coming up and we went and went through the leaves to find some tulips that I had no idea wow. were already coming up and um we can't stop that okay yeah. but but everything else in regards to digital and you know uh mm-hmm. you know you don't have to go to the movies anymore you just go you know Disney plus has you know you could pay 29 dollars for the premiere of yeah. Raya or whatever which we did you know so that the yeah. kids could watch this movie everything's so instantaneous and um you know it it, i I sometimes feel like it's people like us that when it's when the when the crap really hits the fan yeah when it's people that actually can grasp their head around mechanical stuff analog stuff uh patience yeah that that all the others are just going to fall right apart you know Yeah.
1: yeah well yeah no i mean i think it's a really good point, you know? And I think like just the, I love what you said about, you know, the permanence uh, of the seasons, you know, and just using that as an example and how, if you go out and, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna stop the tulips from from blooming. And, you know, there's something very humbling about that that I think that, you know, even in the, like, that's the kind of stuff that gets, that has gotten me through the pandemic on some level, you know, of just being able to go out my back door, put on my snowshoes and and go climb a mountain. Uh, it's, it's a pretty simple um, uh, equation, but the results are powerful. And I, I think that more and more people are turning off their iPhones because that is unlike the seasons, you can turn those things off. You know, it's, I think it's like, it's difficult. And I think, uh, a lot of us are like addicted on some level to that technology, mm-hmm. or if we're not addicted, we're dependent on it. And, um, it, it feels, you know, more people are looking to get outside and, in in changing, you know, uh, that, you know, that, that iPhone for an ax or a or mm-hmm. fly rod.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know? I want, I wonderful. Um, the one thing that I, uh, that scares me is that if in my lifetime, there's actually going to be a place on the planet where there isn't going to be a place on the planet where you can't digitally connect. I love to unplug. I love to. I love that. That makes me feel like I'm like, you know, a man I'm going to, you know, okay. It makes me feel like I'm a man. And, and, uh, and I hate the fact that I go in places and all of a sudden, like, I got a, I got a bar. Yeah. Just a small bar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, crap, I got to go farther. You know, yeah, it takes away. Yeah. It takes the fun out of it. Yeah. We have a, we, we have a cabin about half an hour from here that has no cell service. And we've been, you know, friends have come and stayed there and fr- and some friends haven't come because there is no cell service, but we've, we've kind of held out and not getting, not getting internet or anything, you know, just keeping mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, if, it almost feels dangerous nowadays, you know?
0: yeah I know I know um so uh, so where you're at right now you're kind of uh, going back to that question you're 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 still kind of feeling it out
1: right yeah 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 very much um I don't feel you know I every day I feel a little bit more impatient you know and I feel a little bit more or more energized put it that way to get back and start something and do something new and I think like that's why I'm writing more that's why I'm like I'm starting I just like for me, even the writing is just a way of, of connecting with the world. And, and I'm sure like the podcast is for you in some level, you know, mm-hmm. just um, it's it's a, you're producing something. I think that feels really good. Uh, uh, and um, I don't know where it's going to lead me. And I, and I kind of don't expect uh, it. I don't expect to know right now. You know, when I started Best Made. Uh, it was almost a fluke, you know, in many levels. And, and, and I had never, if you had asked me like literally three months before I started best made, if I would be, you know, selling axes, I probably would have laughed at you. Uh, it, this was not like a plan that I had cooking for months or years, you know mm-hmm. um, it was. And I think that that was why it was, it was, you know, a success. Cause it was really came from very, a very deep very genuine place um that was not like premeditated and you know you know uh could you know approved by consumer groups or like business you know, i had like <laughs> investors and you know business business yeah. plan you know if i had yeah. had a business plan i if i had done a business i never did a business plan for best Made, but i i guarantee you if i had i never would have started it because it would have been such a crazy stupid idea you know mm-hmm. uh, on at least on paper uh, so you know, again, I, it's one of those things I always say, like, you know, folks don't try that at home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so but, I
1: got to, so, so this
0: is interesting because he's always, this always happens. It's, it's like, it's, it's like it's divine intervention, but so we're, so we're, we're so many minutes into this where we're starting to extract some information. Now I know that you were in a hard point in your life and you yeah. were a, a you said the word obsessively into this. Okay, I'm not yeah. saying it. You said that. That's what you said. If you want to change those words, you yeah. can. But you were yeah. like into it. Okay, yeah. and you were at a tough time. And I like letting other people know that there are other human beings that go through tough times, and they have to they have to put their mind on something and get through it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now that uh, this is all kind of part of where I want you to reflect on this. Yeah. So that happened, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Also within this i have done some projects where i wholeheartedly believed that they were going to be successful yeah. okay i i i did it with i made this one trailer c- company and, yeah, and it went great and and i moved on from that trout power was another thing doing that conservation thing i just believe i knew it okay yeah. it was like i had the i had clairvoyance okay intervention. yeah, yeah. Do, do do were you let's talk about that you went through this hardship hard time you focused on it while you were doing it because you just said if i did a business plan i probably never would have done it and i'm curious if you're going to be like but i also knew like i love what i was doing i knew it was going to be great talk can you talk about this yeah
1: i didn't you know for me um the my temptation in the past would have been to do a business plan talk to a lot of people like really like pressure tested the idea before I actually went and did anything with it for, I think with best made, I I just was at such a breaking point in my life that I said to myself, look, like there's something about these axes that are so important to me that they don't even like, in some sense, they don't deserve a business plan. Like they're, 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 they're too powerful. they they're, like for me, success would would have simply been to have a workshop where I made a few axes every month for some friends, and you know that and if and it was okay uh, to to be that small, to be something that was really indulging, you know, my own just like personal obsession at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that was really like a, a, a very healthy guiding spirit because you know, I, I literally took that and built on it one single product at a time without you know, completely you know, building uh, the business organically without ever getting, you know, at, a, at a certain point, I think we did get too far ahead of ourselves when we started doing apparel. And we had to bring it, we brought in investors and that became a whole, it was like starting a whole other business. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, it was just about building it one one thing at a time. And uh, uh, it was almost like there was no, like failure was not really possible, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know if success, I couldn't guarantee that, I couldn't guarantee success, but I didn't, I could also say that failure like it was almost impossible to fail well, but
0: what the hell is success when you love yeah. what you're doing and you're having fun and like you said you do you yeah. all that was in your screen was more of this and the next one because you knew the next one was coming and you were excited about the next one you know yeah. i'm, a, I'm yeah. guessing that there, there yeah. wasn't there wasn't really a point where you were like oh i hope i get another order because yeah. no, right? but I, mean, I think i think like for me
1: you know, I'd come from a publishing background and for me, my comfort level was in communicating to people and uh, you know, a book is really a product that is just speaks to someone on a certain level. And you know, for that was what best made was it was a, once I started getting that feedback from people once, once, you know, I could, I could see the excitement, not just in the product, but in the, the, the spirit of what we were doing, mm-hmm. I realized, that I was onto something in the sense that I was talking to people and they were listening and yeah. they wanted, they wanted in, you know, they wanted to be part of it. And that, that's like, Oh man, like that's like the most powerful for, for an entrepreneur or for me, at least yeah. that's the most powerful. That's the fuel. that's more powerful than money. You know, it's, it's, it's what drives you.
0: I know that feeling.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you do it better than anyone. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's great. And, um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to take up, you know, too much uh, of your time. And, uh, you know, these the, the, I always ask my guests these in the scene kind of fringe type of insights. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, you know, that we had a little bit of a of a, some questions I sent over to you. Did you think about that, about the in the scene things that you've learned and and any kind of wisdom that you think you could say to me or other people listening, you know. One of the things is you did it, okay. And you're, yeah. and you may, and I'm sure you're gonna. Whatever else you do is gonna be awesome. The other thing I will say is I'm talking to you, yeah. And I never ever thought that I'd be able to talk to you like I'm talking to you after yeah. I admired and looked up to you, and 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 uh now I feel like I like I know you pretty pretty well, yeah. You know? And that in itself is an accomplishment and and an inspiration to other people that when they when they look at an artist or a designer you know it's okay to reach out to them yeah you know, some because sometimes they sometimes they want to talk back
1: you know i'm 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 very flattered you said that and 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 uh you know i'll have you know that i'm uh equally as honored to be you know that you invited me i've i've there's there's been many podcasts that i've you know this is not like my comfort zone so to speak and uh you know i I, there's many podcasts I've, I've declined you know politely declined but I was very excited to be part of this because you know I guess in this kind of is a nice segue into my answer to your question you know that I think you know it, and you illustrate it so perfectly is is I think that the there's to anyone who's starting something it's like don't lose that connection to your hands I think that Making things is so important, and even if, even if it's not gonna, you know, ultimately, uh, even if you have no idea where it's gonna lead you, you know, I think that there's so many, you know, we've we've become, um, you know, a bunch of like uh, mature apes with like these huge brains that walk around all day just like thinking, you know, thinking way too hard about stuff and. I think that, again, like my, my, one of my reasons for starting Best Made was so that we could re, you know, to encourage people to, and to reconnect with their hands. And I think that to anyone who wants to start something like that's such a great, beautiful starting point and is to just like, you know, there, I have, I've always wanted to do a book about the American garage, because I feel like, unlike, you know, other countries that I've been to, there's something very magic, like an American garage is like a laboratory and it's like. I want to do a book about like all of the incredible things that the, the companies and things that have been, that have come out of like just the humble little tiny garage, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like this, that's like the starting point. It's like, you don't need investors. You don't need a lot of money. You know, it's like, it's really this powerful chemistry between like this, you know, having this passion and and being able to execute with your, you know, something with your hands that that's where like, the
0: magic comes from yeah i bet i bet that's the one thing where you and steve jobs could sit down and have a drink together and talk about the Uh magic the magic of the garage
1: that's what they yeah that's where they started
0: you know what i mean but uh like you i um i tend to um start to get uncomfortable with electronic solutions and stuff like that but um so uh, so again, kind of like going back and, and ref- reflection on this. And I, uh, I love how you're talking about using your hands and, and uh, you know, it means so, so much. And I find, and I don't know if you agree with this, but when, when I use my hands, especially I'm going to, I'm going to correlate this to fly fishing. Yeah. When a lot of people get into fly fishing, they're thinking about casting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're thinking about the timing. They're thinking about when to when to change their stroke. Do I wait for my, you know, wait for the fly line to go all the way back? Okay, now it's time to go forward. And when you finally get like this muscle memory of casting, mm. the void that's exists in your brain that used to be thinking about the timing and the backcast oh. tends tends to stay empty.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: And that that void that is turns into being observant to the environment. And I yeah. think that that's why people really like fly fishing, you know, men and women is because it takes timing and it's a little, and it takes, it's a little bit of a sport in regards to learning yeah. how to cast and it, and it, and mentally it does take time. Like you, you can learn how to cast a spinning rod in 30 minutes and then, and then that's it. But fly casting is a different story. I, I'm sure that there are other correlations here with yeah. other things, you yeah. know, Um, and, and because you're in touch with it with your hands. Yeah. Uh, there's, I'm going to say that there's something spiritual about it.
1: Well, I think, I think there is, and I think you have to, it's like that muscle memory, as you say, which is so apt, it's like, there's a, there's a higher, like you have to let go and and surrender to like, call it what you will, like a, a higher power, which is like this connection between. The physical elements of like your rod and and the line and your arms and then you know and the and the water and and then you know just like your the mental and like you know how you how you make all of those things work is just like you can't if you if you think too much it's not going to work you know and yeah if you, and if and if you force force it too hard with your arm it's not going to work you know it has yeah.
0: To be. yeah so I think that this ties into the conclusion of our podcast because that word surrender also correlates with these golden threads to appreciation of yeah. the of the thing you have to surrender to the physical thing but you also have to have kind of like faith and appreciation yeah. in yourself to yeah. surrender to it yeah. Do you know what I mean Oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense. No, exactly. And that's kind of deep, right? That's kind of the in the same thing is like you gotta, you gotta let the physical thing do the thing.
1: Self awareness. Right? So I mean, I think self awareness is one of the greatest traits. Yeah. People. Yeah.
0: So, Peter, this has been great.
1: Yeah. having you on here, Gordon, yeah. thank you so
0: much. Well, I had such a great time talking with uh, Peter, and his uh, his insight on stuff was just awesome. I, just this past weekend, we had a, a birthday party for my son, and I was commenting about how Peter mentioned how he enjoys how some things are analog. You know, you touch a switch, and then you get a response from the switch, and that electronics might be getting a little bit um, a little out of hand, so to speak, and... I thought it was fun that we touched upon that. So thanks again for listening to In the Seam. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and remember to throw a subscribe to us, give us some feedback, and uh, hop on our website, jprossflyrods.com, and sign up for our newsletters. We sure do appreciate you, so make sure you get outside and simply fish.